And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet Earth, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for being here. If just waking up, uh, when uh, the show's ended, a little after the show's ended, our podcast comes up. If you want to hear the first hour where we actually go into the specifics about, you know, why the, the charges uh, against uh, uh, Trump are bogus mm-hmm. and legally bogus. Yeah, right. All right. Not not politically bogus, not morally, but not morally bogus. Uh, I mean, those are debates to have. That wasn't that that excuse me. Those are discussions to have. The discussion we had is why it doesn't fit the RICO Act. Yeah. And just very briefly, because that was... And and Andrew McCarthy had a great article on it that we quote uh, uh, in the uh, the first hour, which really mirrors the analysis that we had yesterday. Uh, and, you know, he was making the point, why is... We'll give you a short, just rehash of what we talked about. Uh, why is it... Because we know people are just waking up right now. That's why. People go to sleep with us. The show is like... The show is like 20% of the day. Yeah. Understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're a huge part of the day. Huge part of the day. We're actually more than 20% of the day. Well, 20%. That's more than half. Yeah, exactly. That's math with feelings. Uh, see, <laughs> it feels like so the, more the, than half. <laughs> the, 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 the first thing is, is the, you know, when you use a RICO Act, a conspiracy. Now, by the way, a conspiracy it, it, it you know can be one person uh who is uh who wants to commit a crime and uh somebody finds out he wants to commit a crime calls the FBI the FBI you know goes undercover and uh, you know supplies them with fake bomb making material as happened actually in Dallas a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and nothing was blown up but he was charged with conspiracy right because you know that's that's what he was attempting to do at that point, but in a conspiracy, uh, it is the uh, agreement to commit a crime, not necessarily the crime itself. 
But all along, the conspiracy is to commit a crime. That's why she really didn't file the conspiracy things, because when you look at it, that's why she used the RICO Act, because Mm -hmm. conspiracy, there has to be a defined crime at the end. RICO, the reason RICO is bogus is because RICO, uh, by the way, I saw Giuliani said I was the first to use the RICO law yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Because I was the number one person to use the RICO mm-hmm, laws mm-hmm. against the, uh, the mob. Mm-hmm. And the difference of the RICO law is the RICO law is going after criminal organizations. And when the, uh, the DA... Uh, Willis in um, Georgia called whatever Trump had together a criminal organization that fits the RICO standards, it falls flat right there. Because the RICO laws are used against a criminal organization that existed before the crime and at the alleged crime and after the alleged crime because a criminal organization is about money. That's what it's really about. RICO is about money and earning it illegally. And you commit crimes like murder, uh, you know, assault, um, you know, gambling, mm-hmm. uh, prostitution, drugs. There's blackmail. A ton- blackmail. There's a ton of crimes you commit in there that may be charged individually, but the RICO law is used to bring in everybody who is a part of that criminal organization that is involved basically in racketeering, which means you continually are committing crimes. It's not like, okay, we're going to commit this crime, and then we're, we didn't exist, and now this group exists, we commit this crime, and then we go away. Well, that's not, the RICO Act doesn't apply to that. And a political organization looking to say, we believe the election is unfair and we wish to change it, doesn't legally even fit the RICO statutes. Right. And that's the problem that they have there. Mm -hmm. And it, look, when you look through the indictments, every single item is just, it's just filled with overreach. The only exception is what we brought up at the end of yesterday's show, and there's one count of perjury, all right, lying under oath to a grand jury. And those are the things, and you can ask Bill Clinton about that, that will get you into legal trouble and also are very easy to understand in where they cross the line. So aside from that one item, you look at everything where everybody else was, was drawn in. But the the goal, of course, the big fish, is Donald Trump. But a Mark Meadows, you look at the charges against Mark Meadows. Are you kidding me? And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? 
Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. You know, you could, if if you want to, uh, you know, for example, and, and McCarthy explains it, you know, RICO can be a legal organization. It could be a leg, le- labor organization that's involved in, you know, with the mob or whatever to make money. Right. That yeah. they have a legitimate right. purpose, right. but they also have a side purpose, which is to make money over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be, I don't know, who who might uh, uh, form themselves uh, with, uh, with uh, and promoted good motives but was basically about um, their uh, making money. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Oh. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you could uh, mm-hmm. throw them into it just to, mm-hmm. but the, uh, he goes, uh, and, and so he talks about the enterprise. He goes, but an enterprise becomes a RICO enterprise if it conducts its affairs through a pattern of racketeering activity, which means generally two or more felonies, usually a lot more of the kind that are staples of organized crime. Uh, uh, the, uh, the basis of a RICO crime is being a member of the enterprise that commits the crime, not the commission of any particular crime that the enterprise carries out. For example, that's why, um, oh, what's his name, uh, the uh, president's uh, chief of staff, uh, the ex-president's chief of staff, uh, Mark Meadows. Meadows, yeah. That's why they went after Meadows. Meadows just set up a, he just set up a meeting. Right. But that's, they're trying to claim that's part of the, that's part right. of the racketeering. right. right. And saying uh, that the RICO crime is being a member of the enterprise that commits the crime, not the commission of any particular crime the enterprise carries out. For example, let's say the Gambino Mafia family commits murder and extortion, the usual run of mob crimes. If you are indicted for RICO conspiracy in that context, the crime is not the killing of the ex-rival mobster or the extortion of Y business uh, man, although you probably would be indicted for those crimes in separate counts if you were particularly complicit in them. The crime is to intentionally conduct or participate in the affairs of the Gambino family. The prosecutor must show that you uh, that you did that through the commission of crimes, a pattern of racketeering activity. 
but the gist of the offense is being involved in that criminal enterprise. He goes, that's where Willis's theory founders. In fact, she gets it uh, wrong right out of the gate, describing Trump and his 18 alleged co-racketeers as a criminal organization. This is just dumb. If you could prove they conspired to do something illegal, you could accurately call them members of a criminal pact. But the 19 defendants are not even members of a single organization, much less one that is innately criminal. Moreover, the prosecution's from the prosecution's perspective, uh, wait a minute, no, wrong thing here. But more important, the 19 people charged have no driving interest in being part of the group that Willis frames as the enterprise. Their objective was to keep Trump in power. It was that objective and not the sustaining of the enterprise, the group, that brought them together. And once the objective was attained or conclusively defeated, the group, to the dubious extent in uh, uh, that it was really an identifiable group, would and did melt away. That's another good sign you're not dealing with the RICO enterprises. The vast run of such enterprises are in it for the money. You want to be part of an enterprise because it generates lots of income over time. You're a made man, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And the law calls for prosecutors to prove that RICO enterprises are continuing threats. So an economic, so an economic purpose and the carrying on of activities, criminal and otherwise, to sustain the gravy train are now the fabric of the RICO enterprise. So there you go. Yeah, and it, it doesn't rise to that by anyone's definition. No, no, it, does, it doesn't. I mean, and that's why, again, this is looking at the legal aspects of it. Mm-hmm. People looking at the political aspect, the moral aspect of yeah. it, yeah. Uh, you know, the... Uh, you know, the, the, the corruption of the Democratic Party in, in general. But what it gets down to in court are those specifics right there. Mm-hmm. He said, but Willis, by contrast, is turning to Rico because she can't charge an overarching conspiracy to achieve a criminal objective. Instead, she can prove a lot of uh, <laughs> chicanery carried out. I just love to use that word carried out in the service of a lawful uh, of a lawful aim but alleging that Trump and his 18 co-defendants orchestrated this as part of an enterprise does not solve her problem hmm. I should hasten to add that the Willis charges uh, 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 the, that Willis charges other conspiracy offenses besides Rico including against Trump in her 41 count indictment I will come to them in subsequent post here I've confined myself to the Rico offense. He said, count one, which runs 71 pages. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, inter- I mean, really interesting how he, uh, how it's broken down. Now, we said it in not the same legal language that he did on yesterday's show. Mm. But I, thought, I think it's important to bring somebody who has a great, I think, legal mind uh, like Andrew McCarthy. I think it's worth bringing out. And it makes you wonder how they would plan in court, how they plan to convince a jury. How do you how do you plan to convince a jury? 
One of the problems with bringing in so many people on this indictment, what are you typically learning or, or looking to do? You're looking to flip somebody when there has been a real crime. Someone on the lower end. Yeah, you're right. It's a fishing expedition to see if they can flip someone because they've been indicted. But tell me, who flips in a situation like this? Because what would they be flipping on? What would they bring to the table? Other than being a witness, oh, yeah, I believed, I heard things. You know, we've been here before, especially with anything regarding Trump. Well, it opens up a banana republic where the, you know, and this is the one thing that I think yesterday where you saw conservatives coming out and saying it's time, it's time to drop Trump. Hmm. Because you can't, if if whether it's right or wrong, the fact is if he, if whether you believe it's right or wrong what he's going through, and it's wrong what he's going through here, hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I prove everything that he has done without question. I haven't. But the fact is, he did not commit any criminal acts here. Right. And they're making it up as they go along. And this is a banana republic that we live in right now with this Justice Department and this administration. And the fact is, the thought process is Trump, if Trump is not indicted, but convicted of a felony, he cannot win independence. And therefore, the Democrats are in power for another four years. Mm -hmm. And they can do this to the next candidate. They can go after every Republican now. Doesn't matter whether this is all thrown out in court. Which they will anyway. Because it's been done in the state of Texas. We talked about this. How Republicans have been targeted by rogue DAs in the state of Texas. It Mm -hmm. has happened. Mm -hmm. Tom DeLay. Mm -hmm. Rick Perry. Mm -hmm. We've seen it happen already. They make you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend yourself. It's like, if you're going to be in the opposition party, we're going to do everything we can to destroy you. Yep. Through using the Justice Department in a way to do so. And it won't end. Whether they get a victory here with Trump or not. They consider no, it a victory no. in any way that they can influence the election. Well, the, the and when they I don't see where the public is going to come around to where they stand on the issues. And as long as they can't win on the issues, they win this way. They believe they win this way. Pathetic. Ed Schultz said it, the late Ed Schultz, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. However you have to win. It doesn't matter. Lie, lie, cheat, cheat, whatever. Just win. 86690-RED-EYE. Several weather and climate agencies around the world have been saying... The globe is coming off of its hottest July and hottest month on record. And USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, this week has echoed those findings after looking at global air and ocean temperatures for July. They were running more than 2 degrees Fahrenheit above what we saw on average during the 20th century from 1901 to 2000. Yes, land temperatures are breaking records, but Rippey says... A lot of that warmth is being driven by incredibly high oceanic temperatures. Not just in the Pacific, but around the world. Warmer oceans send more moisture into the warmer air, creating... Heavier rainfall events, more rain falling in a short period of time, 
And that can actually contribute to more runoff and can lead to flash flooding and river flooding. And we are certainly seeing more of that as the world gets warmer. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of the hour, this is really interesting. Uh, COVID victims' families sue EcoHealth Alliance for creating the virus and releasing it. Oh. You want to get into what the government actually was involved in. They were funding EcoCare, oh, the EcoHealth. That's how you do it. Yeah. We've talked about this before, whether it's the liberal, radical, transgender activist movement. How, does, how do you take that down? lawsuits you know and yep. especially when it comes to to children yep that that's how you take it down so we'll get to that uh, coming up did you see the video of the house that blew up in pennsylvania yeah that is spooky that is crazy now initially and uh we didn't talk about it on the air yesterday yeah but i did see the first story that came out said well they don't know what it is they don't know what it is uh and they said when it came to natural gas well, all the systems were operating, right. and it might take weeks or months. And I went, I don't know who's writing this. I don't buy this at all, that it would take with the forensic experts that we have today. Then they came out yesterday and said it had uh, hot water tank issues. Well, then it was natural gas. Uh, or a pressure. Was it, a, was it a, uh, a pressure problem with the hot water tank that then led to the explosion which ignited the natural natural well the thing is to get that kind of explosion you would have to have natural gas that would be inside the house that type of explosion was so big yeah i mean it that, would it right. would happen at the water tank yeah but if yeah. it were a no it, no but i mean if if the water tank blew up you might have that you know then uh, you would assume unless the water tank blew up or did whatever mm-hmm. and the line separated Right. But if the line just separated and it was ignited, it would just be coming out of that line. You wouldn't have had that incredible explosion the way that you had it. Yeah. That had yeah. to be a buildup of natural gas. Yeah. What you would think. Yeah. Right. It, it certainly appears yeah. that way. on night and still not enough listen to our podcast available on the app and on our website red show.com it's red eye radio he is eric carley and i'm gary mcnamara this is interesting the families of four people who died from covid are suing eco health alliance a nonprofit group that funded research in Wuhan, China, for allegedly creating the virus and releasing it either intentionally or accidentally. That's actually quotes in the suit itself. Mm. According to the lawsuit filed 
uh, by four different people. The Manhattan-based EcoHealth Alliance and the group's president were aware of the virus's danger and knew it was capable of causing a worldwide pandemic in the human population. That's in the lawsuit. Hmm. That's a quote. The family members argued in the lawsuit that IncoHealth Alliance, the president and scientist at Wuhan China Laboratory, uh, escaped the con- uh, the controlled laboratory environment, infected human beings, spread throughout the human population in a global pandemic, and infected and seriously uh, uh, injured uh, people hmm. around the world. The plaintiffs argued that EcoHealth Alliance failed to make sure security measures were in place at the Wuhan Institute. This is really interesting. According to the June report from the Government Accountability Office, 1.4 million from the United States uh, went to fund the lab in Wuhan, China. Nearly 600,000 was funneled to the lab to the EcoHealth Alliance, which means if you go to the EcoHealth Alliance, you eventually backtrack to the money and what the U.S. government wanted out of it. Well, we only did it because the U.S. government told us to do it. Mm -hmm. Which is probably not what Fauci wants right now. He was very quiet over the weekend. Uh, He's probably crossing his fingers for a settlement with a non-disclosure agreement attached to it. Well, I don't think he's going to get a settlement with uh, Rand Paul. Uh, No. But oh, I'm in, about, I'm in, a lawsuit, the, in a lawsuit yeah. like this, we're right. hoping for a settlement. That's a that's a the uh, that would be the hush money to shut down the discovery process of how everything went down. But we have heard nothing because it was Rand Paul was absolutely clear last week. We have the smoking gun Fauci committed perjury. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. was, he wasn't, there There was no, he might have, this is it, he committed perjury. And every single time there's been an allegation thrown out at Fauci, he has somehow responded very quickly. I hmm. heard nothing over the weekend no. and nothing since. No. Uh, here we go. All right. What do you got? The national political movement that could offer an independent presidential ticket in 2024 as an alternative to the major party nominee said Monday, it has now won ballot ballot access in 10 states after North Carolina election officials formally granted official status to the no labels political party. Now, how this should be written is, they wrote this the wrong way. If you were to write it more truthfully, a national political movement that could offer an independent presidential ticket in the 2024, in 2024, as an alternative to the Democratic Party nominees, because they have it to major party nominees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's to Democratic Party nominees. So Monday, it's one uh, ballot access in, uh, in 10 states. All right. Reaching 10 states is an historic victory for Americans who have said loud and clear they want more choices at the ballot box 
including the choice of a political party that stands for absolutely nothing. The spirit of democracy is winning in America today, said another civil rights leader. Benjamin Chavez, a North Carolina native and national co-chair of the No Labels Party, said in a new release on Monday, because the American people want a party that stands for nothing. The full Seinfeld influence is here. Right. The party about nothing. 26 years or 25 years after Seinfeld has been off the air. My fellow Americans, yada, yada, yada. That's why I'm running for president. (laughs) They stand for nothing. They don't want to. That man is a Democrat. Not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) Do they? Do they have their own ribbon? <laughs> you don't. You're not wearing the ribbon. You don't like the ribbon. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any if there's any uh, new platform here. Uh, okay. Problem solver caucus. Halden Senate unite. Meet mm. the team. Mm-hmm. Common sense policy booklet. Yeah. Uh, ideas. Okay. Trying to see if they've st- stood for anything yet. <laughs> look, look, look at this. Uh, our Welcome to Common Sense, where we believe uh, in the power of unity, reason, and shared values to help shape a better America. Uh, yeah. Common Sense presents a clear blueprint where nobody can figure out what they stand for. We haven't found our own blue- blueprint yet, but when we do, trust me, it's uh, it's going to be something. Wow. Yeah. That's just great. I'm just and and my pause here is just I'm I'm going through here. Um have they raised a dollar yet? Have they raised any money? They they didn't a while back, did they? They announced they well, it was announced. I don't think they announced it. Somebody announced that they had not raised any money. Here it is. This is uh uh, is America's influence uh, across the globe in jeopardy, confronting threats to the world order? Now, I've not read this, okay? No, this is, all right. In the aftermath of World War II, global leaders took major strides to ensure such horrors would never happen again. The world uh, order, a system of cooperation, international agreements led by the U.S., has seen the longest period of major power peace in modern history. Such collaborative efforts and international uh, commitment to peace and prosperity have deepened international trade ties bolstered security and uplifted millions from the depths of poverty. Russia's invasion of Ukraine signaled a shift away from democratic and liberal values and the post-World War II order as Russia continues to forge a friendship without limits with China. Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin says America has nothing to offer the world except domination, a sentiment echoed by China's president who accuses the West uh, of all-around containment, encirclement, and suppression against us. The United States is right to be wary of the growing closeness between China and Russia. Despite past grievances, China and Russia share the same agenda. Uh, the alliance uh, deeply concerns most Americans. It's obvious that Russia and China aim to create a new, more dangerous and less stable order where they can bully other countries into submission. After all, the two nations possess a formidable strength 
when combined, Russia's military, space, and natural resources advantage, combined with China's all-around industrial and demographic strength, could alter the global geopolitical landscape. Okay, I understand what's going on. Let's Mm. see here if they come up with any ideas of how to confront this. The next president should govern under the assumption that such an alliance may undermine America's influence and leadership worldwide. Americans may not believe we're a perfect country, but most think we have been and continue to be a force for good in the world. The United States has consistently played a constructive and positive role on the global stage, and this commitment is expected to continue. Is it? (laughs) Is it really expected? Uh, Yeah. It really sounds like yada, 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 doesn't it? And and I'm and I'm reading some of the – I, I did see on their Facebook page, hmm. people going, this is great, this is great. And they and I'm reading some of the comments here. Where, where did they get money for a Facebook page? I, I'm not, well, this is actually – this is – yeah, Facebook, Facebook ad, yeah. It's a Facebook ad. Uh, the, this Jamie, hmm. by coming together across party lines, we can show the world that America remains a beacon of hope, resilience, resilience and unity – we understand that differences will always exist, but it is our ability to bridge those differences that defines our strength as a nation. Huh. I've said nothing there. Karen wrote this. Okay. By embracing a responsible and inclusive approach to global, global leadership, we can help shape a future where nations collaborate, learn from one another, and collectively overcome the challenges that lie ahead. Wow. I come. This is David. I commend you for having some crucially good ideas. Name one. <laughs> I commend you. I mean, it's, hey, we we were commended by David. <clears throat> yeah, I, this is the one thing we've talked about from the very very beginning. We can, and they've actually been blunt about it. We're not going to take. We're not going to take stands on controversial issues. Well, everything is controversial. What's, what's what is not controversial? controversial? But you should have seen when I saw it. I mean, they had the same yada, 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 blah, 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 yeah. yada, yada, yada. And then people responding, this is the kind of yada, yada we need. Oh, well, that's it. And we also want to yada, 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 yada. That's exactly what people want. I mean, if you want to tune out, then just tune out. Just close the door, turn the TV off. But that's exactly what we've been talking about. The official recognition in North Carolina followed questions seeking more information on no labels, particularly its affiliation with the national movement and whether it truly met the definition of a party. The board also was interested in whether the party signature collectors properly informed signers of the general purpose of intent of the party as state law requires. No labels presented affidavits from collectors stating that they were instructed to share, in part, it was a party to bring all the parties together to get things done in Washington through a unity ticket. They don't say anything ever. <laughs> we're going to find solutions. 
and move forward. Own it. That's the forward party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going to find that, labels. That, well, you're the no labels party. Well, <laughs> we're going to. We're. And you can bet we'll get it done. Actually, you can't be the no labels party because no labels is your label. If no labels is your label. Let's do like Operation, or what is it, uh, Wall Street? Was it, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of a name of it. The big uh, protest. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Let's do like Occupy Wall Street, where they couldn't even agree of how to have a meeting. Remember that? Yeah. That should be the first no labels meeting. And it was more about Occupy Public Parks, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> Occupy park benches. <laughs> well, you can do that, and you don't need to be organized. I mean, what's what's the label of your party? Ah, no labels. You, that's that'll fry their minds. They'll get into a fight. Well, we say we're no labels, but now but we we're, now, now we're, we have a label, and it's no labels. Now we're being labeled as no labels, which means we have no agenda and no platform. So, in essence, the no labels label is killing us. And then they can all fight about that. Then it just goes and the party disappears because they couldn't even argue or they couldn't even come to a consensus on the actual label, no label of their label. And then I would stand up and ask the question, what if there were no such thing as hypothetical questions? And then I'd leave. <laughs> I just have the one question. Thank you. He's. That there really is, there really are people out there that believe yeah. that we should have a party about nothing. Yes, it's a movement. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, when you think it, and it's both the, the, we went through a couple of weeks ago, we went in specifics through the actual platforms of both the forward and the no labels party. And it's really interesting that, except I think it's the forward party who talks about uh, rank-based uh, choices for voting. Hmm. You know, so on you know, the, the only thing that they've actually taken an opinion on is how to vote, and that is even controversial. Yeah. It's extremely controversial. Sure. And so... That's the thing. When you have both these new parties come out and say, look, we want to be a third choice and we stand for nothing. What's it going to be like when somebody is going to have to eventually take a stand on a party that says on parties that say we really don't want to take stands on controversial issues because we'll lose people's support if we do. Well, and what are you going to say? We want to be a part of the debates. No, you don't. No, you don't. This is Red Eye Radio on West... Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.
Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.